Hey, this is Scott. And Evan from Skeleton Witch. You're listening to the Mad Scientist Party Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name is Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man who thinks he's wearing pants and underwear, but he sure as fuck isn't. And right now he's jacking his boner off and thinks we all can't see it. That's Jeff Clark. Hey, what's up, everyone? And beaming to us from Voltron's dick compartment... The bearded booger-eating piece of cosmic sperm known as Shuddy Boy. Yo, brat, brat. So, Shuddy, how are you feeling today? Are you a little banged up? Today, the last 24 hours have been the worst, pain-wise, since the incident Friday evening. When you slipped and fell and a salami went up your bungus? Yep. Gaped me all wide open. I feel like (laughs) you, the way you're serving this up is like as if you already told the story and I forgot it. No, Kevin. So what, what happened is Sharon and I went snowboarding on Thursday and had a really, really good time, uh, to the point that I was obsessed and wanted to go again. So I went Friday evening, but Sharon wasn't feeling well. So I went snowboarding without adult supervision. Uh, Is that Sharon's role? Well, so I'm trying to, I, I don't know what the best sequence to tell the story in is. Uh, because I was much more reserved when her and I were together snowboarding. Like, but I went to the mountain on Friday. On um, which took a shirt off, which was uh, he, there was just te- obnoxious teenagers everywhere. By seven o'clock at night, I was the only one over probably 20 on the mountain that wasn't there with a small child or an employee. Man, fucking night skiing, night snowboarding is so sick. I oh, I loved it. I was having so much fun. I haven't done and... that in decades. The only thing that sucks is the the snow has had a long time to just sit there, get compacted, and get get all slippery and sketchy. Well, that's... You know, it was also 45 degrees. Ooh. Uh, That'll make some slush. So so it was, the conditions weren't great, but I was having a great time. I was feeling myself a little bit more than I should uh, based on my skill level of it being my third time snowboarding. (laughs) You try to do a backflip? Here comes the flying Uh, tomato. (laughs) <laughs> time for a 180 so, 1080 so like so like thursday when we went 
I was falling, leaving it down on heel edge, right? Like the absolute easiest way. Yeah, that's about where Carl got to when she gave up. So <laughs> when I went back to the mountain Friday night, I started off on the the super beginner hill, which is essentially a sledding hill. And I went down twice, falling leaf on toe edge because I had never done that before. And I was like, okay, I've got the hang of it. And then after three runs down the actual bunny slope, I'm like, time to time to start learning to carve. Mm. And, and I was hauling ass to the point where but were you I carving? Was, I I was not quite carving, but I was toe edge pointed straight down the fucking slope. Like there was no there was no falling leaf whatsoever. I was just fucking bo- Listen, I made it maybe a third of the way down the slope before the calamity struck. So, I probably That's wasn't going as, as fast as I thought I was, but it was faster than I was comfortable and I switched to heel and was going fully heel, but I didn't feel like I was slowing down enough and i shifted my weight and all i did was went from like this to just the full toe side of the board hitting the snow and i just like trebucheted myself right into the right into the ground that's french yeah like the catapult like i just slang like i didn't have time to get my get my hands out in front of me to slow myself down. (laughs) The only thing that slowed me down was my chest. And expressed every, every bit of air out of my lungs. So I'm like on all fours with my head pointed down the mountain, gasping for air. Like I, I knew I knocked the wind out of myself immediately. So I wasn't like panicking or anything, but I was like trying to calmly and slowly refill my lungs. But it was just like, man, it's been so long since I've had the air knocked out of me. That sucks so hard. And so like, like, I mean, when you, when you just like get whipped to the ground face first like that, a lot of times you'll like scorpion yourself. Did did that happen too? Did you like fold? In no, half? no, no, no fold in half. I just fucking just hit like like car accident type fucking impact and i had my airpods in like i'm was i was feeling myself i was listening to the locks while i was snowboarding man i don't think like while learning to curve having music playing in your ears is not a good idea uh you definitely want to be able to hear if other people are like coming up around you well i had i had it turned on so like that, a real bitch right now, Kevin. That the the sound was transparent. I turned noise cancellation off so I could hear everything around me. That's how I was able to have a conversation, the conversation I was about to get into, uh, without having to take them out. Because just as I started to feel myself being able to breathe normally again, and I'm still like kind of on all fours, just the tips of two skis come into 
the top of my peripheral vision and I look up and there's ski patrol. He's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just knocked the wind out of myself. I thought you were going to say it was like the bully from ski club. He's like, nice fall, pussy. (laughs) No, I, I had, so on the couple of runs prior to that, there was this kid and I that just ended up, starting at the same time and he would fall about as much as I did. And I did take a little bit of a gnarly fall. And as he went by, he's like, that was a nice one. And then he like fucking fell like 30 seconds later. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't, I didn't take that personally, but then the ski patrol guy, he's like, it's been a while since you've been, you're just getting back into it. I was like, Oh no, I'm, I'm teaching myself. And he's like, Oh, good luck with that. And then skied away. Uh, but Good luck, it pussy. Turns out, uh, turns out I have intercostal muscle strain. Wait, what's Kevin I, Costner muscle strain? It's just that the uh, that I've either that the muscles were either stretched too much or I actually tore the the muscles in my chest. Oh my, my god, Shuddy! Oh, <laughs> um, and that is. not professionally diagnosed. Uh, It's just based on the symptoms I'm having because now that I think about it, actually it's ass cancer. Like I I don't have a broken rib. Like I know, I know that because, because overall I, I can breathe fine. Like I can sit here and press like touch my, like I'm doing right now and have very little discomfort. It's just breathing but and stuff. For the since about seven thirty last night, I have been having involuntary muscle spasms. So that's why I oh just boy. made like a Kevin Kraft grunt while I was talking because it does every now and then just tense up on me, and then I feel intense pain. Uh so that's why in the Easter egg I told you that you guys can't make me laugh. Like it's it's been brutal because it's been in the twenties here, so having to go outside like I, as soon as I start shivering, like I'm I'm just like, not to make light of this, but I almost feel like I look like I'm seizing, because like I'm like, and my whole body tense it happens, then my whole body tenses up, I clench my teeth. And then I relax, and then it happens again. I I really thought when Saturday morning I felt okay, and yesterday morning I felt okay, that I was going to be able to get back out there maybe Wednesday night. Oh. Uh, Because it has not deterred me. That's good. Was was uh, it your last run of the day? Well, no, because I told myself that that was not how I was ending it. Uh, that I that I wasn't going to go on such an epic wipeout. Uh, I mean, the general rule of thumb, Shuddy, is like, if in your head you're like, all right, I'm going to do one more run, that's when you should be like, nope, actually, the run I just completed, that was my last run. I'm going home right now. Cause that's like that's like the rule of thumb. The second you're like, all right, I'm gonna go up and just do one more run, and then and then we'll bounce. That's the one where you take your worst fall. Well, but so 
but that's not the case, at least with this one. Uh, because my whole plan was I was going to stay there until either the mountain closed or I was able to make it down the bunny slope without any kind of wipeout. So wait, what time did you, what time did you get there? Five o'clock. 5 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Huh. And they were, they were only open till nine. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm going, I'm going snowboarding tomorrow. I'm going with uh butt package and it's, it's my first run of the season. So, uh, we're, we're aiming on getting there when the mountain opens and then he has to pick up one of his kids. So we're calling it kind of an early day, which is probably good. I don't want to go too hard on my first run of the season. And then, you know, I got to get back so we can do some Patreon content. But uh, I'm I'm a little nervous about the conditions because I know it's not terribly cold up there. And I don't think they've gotten much natural snow yet this season. So they're trying to just crank it out as fast as possible. But I last time I went with Butt Package um, last year, he's he's good. He's He's way better than me. He's got this app that tells him how fast he's going and he keeps like trying to break his record. And I think the last time I went with him, or maybe like the next time he went, he like broke 55 miles an hour. I was like super pumped about it, but he can, you know, hit jumps really easy and stuff. So, you know, I was, I, I got in the same situation as you. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm feeling myself. This feels good. I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling comfortable at these these speeds and he was hitting all these jumps and I was like oh man I remember when I used to hit jumps and I was like I, I followed him to some ramp that didn't look all that gnarly and right when I got to it and started going up the ramp I had maybe a millisecond to process it but it was like way too fast like my brain had just enough time to go way too fast and it launched me straight up in the air and I was flapping my hands like a hummingbird like, Yay! like Luigi and Mario 2. <laughs> yeah. But I somehow like it just rocketed me straight up and I somehow stayed in control and just woof, just rode away from it. But that was way more air than I was comfortable getting. Oh, I mean, and it, it how I got off we rode the lift on Thursday and I had no issues getting off of it. None whatsoever. Very first time up the lift. When there's a million people at the top of the lift waiting to start their run, I'm on the lift by myself, and I fucking eat shit getting off of the lift. Yeah, I mean, I still have moments where I wipe out getting off the lift. You know? I mean, I've... Especially if I go with Carl. If I go with Carl, she fucking pulls me down when we get off the lift. So as she starts eating shit, she's like, nope, you're coming with me. Just pulls me down. Um, so after I wrecked, I made it back down to the bottom of the mountain, took my board off and composed myself and got back in line and got back on the lift. And then I should have called it that when I was at the bottom, like you said, I probably should have, uh, because I got up to the top of the mountain, to the top of the run and could barely bend over to do my binding. Ooh, yeah. I was kind of in yeah. a spot where, 
you have no choice but to go down the mountain. And I was having, it took me, it was a struggle to get down. But as soon as I got to the bottom of the mountain, I was like, nope, that's it. That's it for the day. I'm done. And came home and I was fine. I, I went, I didn't really hurt that badly Friday night and Saturday. But then we went to Dave and Buster's last night for Bradley's 21st birthday. Wow. And, well, that's sick. Yeah. And then just like uh, just 10 minutes after we got there and started playing games, every breath I took was excruciating. I was like, oh, you idiot. You did bust a rib and you were just too swollen to know. And now you've tweaked it. Ow. But then it subsided and it's just been right or- Right here around the bottom of my rib cage, I I get ten I've been having muscle spasms for almost Damn. the last twenty four hours. I woke up every hour last night. Whew. Every time I rolled over, I would tweak it. It was awful. It's been terrible. So I'm guessing you're gonna want to stay away from trying to do like bong rips and shit so you don't bust out one of these. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm sticking with the, the little G pen at the moment i've been the 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 volcano has been a bit of a challenge uh in my current condition yeah i can see that man well taking deep breaths has been been a bit but it has not deterred me i'm still determined that's good because i'm telling you man once carving clicks it doesn't go away and it's just like whole it's like it's like you entered in a cheat code and it's just like holy fuck this is what snowboarding is like it really feels like you have superpowers it's the fucking yeah. greatest not to bore everybody too much with the snowboarding talk uh, it's like Sharon and I talked about you know all the sports that I've played have been more heavy on hand eye coordination and feet have been just a mode of propulsion right like running and stuff you you don't need to have all that much focus on what you're doing with your weight on the front or back of your foot and snowboarding and skiing is all leg and foot driven so getting the weight distribution down and what i need to do and how going toe edge you apply pressure opposite than you do with heel edge is what where i have the challenge and that's going to take some time but i'm i'm eager to keep learning i just well how far are you from the mountain the mountain that we went to is 15 miles away oh man that's awesome it's it's about a half hour drive Man, i have a feeling like once carving finally clicks for you you it's gonna be like tricky to get you off that fucking mountain it, I, I honestly, it's something that I'm finding I enjoy because I can't think about anything else. Man, what a time to start doing like, it at 42, right? Yeah. Like it, <laughs> it, 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 it was such a Thursday morning and Friday night were such a great mental health break as far as I, I can't worry about work stuff right now because there's nothing I can do about it. And if I'm thinking about work, I'm going to get hurt. Meanwhile, I wasn't thinking about work and I got hurt. So, Mm. well, but 
I mean, I'm but it, I'm kind of I'm kind of sweating it too because like every year stuff hurts more and more. Like my knees are kind of always hurting. I've got perpetual pain in my fucking left Achilles tendon. If I put my right arm straight up, my shoulder hurts. Like things now when I get hurt, they just hurt for the rest of my life. So it's like, oh boy, these these next few years are going to be interesting to see how I handle <laughs> fucking snowboarding. Uh, but yeah, do you have any interest in snowboarding, Jeff, or skiing? No, only no, skiing. No, they... Only skiing I do is when I jack off two dudes at the same time. <laughs> uh, growing up in upstate New York, that was nothing. Not something that you wanted to be wanted to do. No, no. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> I like hockey. Um, if I, if my parents, uh, I could have afforded it or wanted to afford, it, I would have liked to play hockey. So I don't think I could have done hockey, skiing, and snowboarding. That would have been way too expensive, especially because I could well, I mean, that's why. Covered. That's why. I mean, my cousins snowboarded when I was a kid, but I never did because it wasn't something my parents wanted. I mean, I had a habit of starting things and then getting bored of them. So my parents weren't really in a position to put out that kind of money. And we're not definitely going to put out that kind of money on something that I would maybe do once and then never do again. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I mean, my parents probably weren't going to like drive me to the mountain and stuff like that, even though I think there were pretty good mountains somewhat local to me. Um, but now I'm not really, yeah, I'm not a winter sports guy. I mean, hockey, sure, but it's indoor. And actually, the Stanley Cup is in the summer. So, um, you know, I actually kind of thinking about this sort of stuff when I was watching True Detective last night. You guys saw the first episode of True Detective? I've not. I've never not. seen a single episode of True Detective. I only watched the first Ooh. season. The first season is fucking sick shuddy you got to check that out um this season is based in alaska and it's got jody foster as like the detective nice. and little so, silence you know, of the lambs action yeah um i think like the whole series is dark or at least the first episode was like dark it's, it's dark outside and obviously it's snowing all the time but i was just thinking like and I asked this question to Ginger when we were out in New Orleans for your 40th birthday about New Orleans, but how much money would you guys have to get paid a year to take a job in Alaska? Oh. Like in the Arctic. I would say well, we're talking at least 500000 a year. Yeah, I put it at like $1.5 <laughs> Yeah, if I'm going to be out there, I, I'm going to be balling. I'm going to have the biggest igloo out of everybody. <laughs> for, for New Orleans, it, it was I think I said four hundred thousand. It's because it's just it's too cracking. There's, it's, you know what I mean. There's like too much going on. It's too exciting to and live like, in New Orleans. It, yeah, and like they're just open about it. Like they want to be noisy. Like they don't want to change that. Like that's part of the whole culture. Is just being like loud and obnoxious and yeah. Between that, between like the fucking the weather conditions and just like, you know, New Orleans is 
it's kind of hooded. It's a little dirty. Between all that stuff, I wouldn't want to really move there. But I mean, for the right job opportunity. But yeah, I mean, Alaska, they got like they got cold winters and super hot summers. New Orleans is pretty gnarly. Yeah, from the weather standpoint, it's fucking epically bad. Whoa. Yeah, but like Alaska, dude. Some of the scenes and like. In True Detective, like, I think it's going to be a fucking, like, scary, exciting series. But some of the scenes in just the first episode were like, fuck that. Like, I can't believe they even have humans up there. Yeah. I mean, just like when Canadians are hitting us up and we're like, ooh, it's fucking chilly in L.A. It's down into, like, the high 40s. And they're like, bitch, we're in the negative 40s. There's an 80-degree difference between where we are and you are. So when I was Thursday and Friday, it was in the mid forties. I could have snowboarded in a sweatshirt and my pant and my snowboard pants. And then now it got to a whopping high of twenty five today. Oof. Well, Meanwhile, in Kansas, in Kansas City, when the Chiefs played, it was negative twenty seven. That's some cold ass queefs. Yeah, all oh, the queefs are frozen. Yesterday or Saturday in Kansas City. Fuck that too. Fuck all that. Yeah, uh, dude. So it's it's looking like we're getting close to Oscar season. Oh well. And it it feels like we just paid off on the last Oscar season bet. Um, but they're they're blowing through the lesser award ceremonies, like they had the the Critics' Choice Award. They had the SAG. I don't think they've had the SAG Awards yet, but I think like Golden Globes. Yeah, the Globes. Yeah. yeah. Like stuff has been happening so far, and it's kind of hard to get a beat on it because I think Oppenheimer did well at one award show, and then Poor Things did well at a different one, and then The Holdovers swept at another one. So it's kind of hard to get a true beat on how the Oscars are going to play out. But I've been trying to think of some punishments and stuff. And I feel like getting the ball rolling a little earlier might work in our benefit. So we're not we, dragging it out a whole other year. And maybe people will take it more seriously if they know what terrible thing they have to do. Yeah. I mean, people as in like us three, I take it pretty seriously. <laughs> I just lost last year. It was it wasn't a lack of effort. Yeah, I, I have a feeling if Jeff tried even harder, he probably still would not have won. <laughs> no, I would not. Have. And I, try, I mean, I gave it 110. You know, I I really tried. You left it all on the field. I, I really did, and just you know, wasn't my day. Um, but you know, if anybody anybody in the Puminati has any suggestions, we're always open. I was thinking, you know, one one potential idea, the whoever loses has to eat a jar of ragu out of a diaper. A whole jar of ragu? Maybe not a whole jar, but dump a jar of ragu into a diaper and then eat the ragu out on an episode. That's not so terrible. There's nothing in the diaper. Not unless you shit at first. <laughs> All right. I'm just, I don't know. Usually the punishments are pretty gnarly around here. So, I mean, I don't want to eat ragu out of a diaper. I don't know about you guys, but 
I would rather not do that. I mean, no, that's that's fair. Yeah. Not, I wouldn't say that I don't, I would want to eat ragu out of a diaper, but it's it is fairly <laughs> tame. Like there's no, I mean, it's more embarrassing than anything. Can I get some mozzarella sticks and just like dunk them in there? Nope, too delicious. I think it would be uh, bad. Uh, How about Nutella out of a diaper? See, I think Nutella would be too delicious too. I mean, it would look more like poop, so it looks like you're eating a shitty diaper. So then, dirty what diaper about eater. something? What's something? How what about if, chili out of a diaper? What if we mixed Nutella and ragu? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, bloody diarrhea. Now we're getting somewhere. Now yeah. we're getting somewhere. It's got to taste gross too, not be dangerous. Like we're not talking like mixing cleaning products or anything, but it's got to look like poop and should not be all that pleasant of a taste. That's that's a good call, though, Shuddy. We definitely shouldn't eat bleach out of a diaper. Yeah. Bleach and Windex. That would be a bad idea. Yeah, we're, not, we're not trying to fight COVID anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'd vote that idea, Dan. Uh, but like, I feel like the, the surstroming, Jeff eating the fermented herring, which... May, not not only made some really fun content and YouTube content, but Jeff also learned what a herring was. Um, I, I mean, I completely forgot it already, so whatever. I think it's some kind of a seabird. <laughs> but, you know, something like that. Something that is sounds funny on paper and also funny visually and audio-wise. But yeah, Ooh, I, I think I just found it. Ooh, found what? A good punishment? Or Yeah. Yep. Well fuck, Shuddy. What'd you find? I, uh I just pulled up a list of the most disgusting foods from the most uh from and it brought me to the disgusting feud museums list of the most disgusting foods in the world. I think I might have looked over that list once in the past. And it looks looks like the very first thing we can get from roughly 15, for 15 to $30. I like that. And it is from India. It is a beverage called Gamutra. Oh, no. That already sounds terrible. Oh, I hate Gamutra. Uh, like so. Does anybody? Do you guys want to take a guess what it could be? Gamutra. I'm gonna guess it has giz in it. Some sort of animal giz. Yeah. Uh, goat giz or giz? Uh, it's not giz. But it is from a farm animal. Uh, maybe fluid from an organ? Like kidney juice or some shit? Cow urine. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to guess uh, pig urine. <sighs> so. Aren't, aren't cows sacred? Yeah. For them? Seems like insulting That's to drink I, their piss. Uh,. It is consumed for therapeutic purposes uh, and health benefits. Okay. Uh, oh. 
We get benefits. While all cow urine is considered beneficial, the urine of a pregnant cow is considered especially potent uh, in hormones and minerals. It's claimed to treat psoriasis, leprosy, fevers, liver ailments, and cancer. Well, good news, Jeff. It'll make your leprosy go away if you lose again. (laughs) Oh, thank God. My dick just fell off. This is what it looks like. Go Mutra Arca. Man, that cow looks very proud of itself for the piss it's about to take. And as you can see, there are several buying options available to oh. us. Oh my several god. Walmart? Walmart selling fucking cow piss? Well, I'm sure that's uh, somebody selling through Walmart. Yeah, Mahita LLC. He Oh, look at the reviews. It has 3.5 out of 5. That's not terrible for piss. Yeah. That'd be funny if one of the Man. reviews is like one star. I fucking drank this bottle of piss and I still have leprosy. Boo. <laughs> Didn't cure my cancer at all. I fucking... Mom, no. Now. now I have that's, cancer and a belly full the, of piss. That's the rating of the seller, Kevin. That's uh-huh. how many rating the seller has. <laughs> yeah. Man, I've, no, drank, I've drank a ton of cow piss in my days. This definitely wasn't cow piss. <laughs> but I mean... Here's one that for thirteen ninety nine that can be here by one by the nineteenth of January. It's mm. the same brand. I mean, drinking cow piss is kind of stronger than eating ragu and Nutella out of a diaper. Maybe we can save that for another another bit. Oh God! Ah, oh, Shuddy, that looks like your fucking rat poison piss jug from back in the old days. There's uh, like sediment at the bottom. It's the piss this is separated. South Korean apple juice. Uh, traditional Korean medicine with 9% alcohol. The poo of a human child between four and seven years old what? is refrigerated for three to four days, mixed with water, divided into smaller pieces, and fermented overnight. Yeah. Ah! But... Wow. I like scroll back up real quick because it says monkey brain. What are we doing here? It says the vat with the poo starts to smell incredibly strong of feces. Oh, who would have thought? You mean the shit smells like shit? Yeah, what does it start to smell like feces? <laughs> is it when it comes out of the ass, or is it before? Oh, God. They do so much fermenting. The resulting mixture is left to ferment for at least seven days in a clay pot, wrapped in a blank... Who was who went through this whole fucking process? Like, all right, I'm going to wrap this turd in a blanket, ferment it for seven more days, mix it with... Oh, nope, took a wrong turn somewhere. Start back at the beginning. All right, get some kid poo again. Wrap it in a blanket. Oh, God. Kazu Marzu. Oh, That's I just saw cheese some... with maggots. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. That can actually fuck you up because sometimes the maggots live when you swallow them and then start chewing you from the inside. And it has killed people, I believe. Okay, there we go. There's Stinky the balloon. tofu. Frog juice. Sheep eyeball juice. Oh. A Carl is like. Uh, is a shark version of Sir Stroming. I heard a hot Carl was something different. Dorian. Fruit bats. Soup. Or is, that, is that what it said? Fruit bat something. Oh, that natto stuff from Japan. I've heard of that before. It's like fermented soybeans. Supposedly that stuff is rank, and I think you can get it. 
Uh, stinking Bishop cheese. That sounds like Grundle cheese from like some child molesting priest. It's Britain's smelliest cheese. Oh God, I hate when they use the word putrid in their description. I, I mean, uh, right For now real. I think the uh, Gamutra. Yeah, big old tall glass of Gamutra is what's in the. <laughs> cards for the loser of the Oscar bet. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should get like a cool goblet for whoever loses it and has to drink the piss out of it. Like get like a like a T-Pain pimp cup or little John pimp cup or something. <laughs> I no, I really think we need to get something like this. Okay. Oh, okay, a little cow mug. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, bring some lightheartedness to it. Yeah, and whoever loses it has to put on like a cowboy hat and, you know, like a little vest, maybe a bolo. <laughs> Could order this one off of eBay. Okay. It's like a cow themed chalice goblet. Yeah, I think I think the Gomutra, unless somebody comes up with something better, is where we we stake our flag this year. Okay, I'm into that. Gomutra. Jeff, I mean, it how many how many times have you lost? Twice, let's, I think. Yeah, but let's be honest. There was a long string, and it's just as likely that I lose this year. Uh, I mean, because... I've, yeah, I've lost a couple. I did the Britney Spears dance. I brushed my teeth with um, wasabi. Was that those were Oscar punishments? I can't remember. Britney Spears one was. Yeah, I don't know why I brushed my teeth with wasabi, but I think it was Oscar punishment. I mean, I did the. The ejaculating, oh yeah, dildo of, of Oreo, <laughs> Oreo cream. cream though. <laughs> Man. The image was frightening though. Every now and then, I scroll back through the MSPH Instagram feed and find that video and just fucking piss myself. That was so good. All right, well, I'm glad we solved that. Uh, Shuddy, you said you wanted to get my football picks, but oh, retroactively. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to see how much of the NFL invades your mind unknowingly. Uh, Zero. Well, well, we'll find out. The first game of the playoffs was the Cleveland Browns versus the Houston Texans. Hmm. Okay, I'm aware sure that either one of those teams exists. I think so. That sounds right. The Browns sounds more familiar than the Texans. Well, I, that sounds that's good. That sounds a little redundant. It's like we're the Texas Texans. Be like, hmm, you sure are. That's decent commentary. A and B. The Cleveland Browns have been around a long, a lot longer than the Texans. And Curvy Beer Girl is a, a Browns fan. Season ticket holder, I believe. Yeah, wow. she was actually at the game in Houston. What a baller. So do you think she 
left happy or sad? Who do you think won that game? So I'm I don't know what a brown is. So I'm just gonna picture a an elf who stained pants. They're an elf. Uh, their mascot is brownie elf. Terrible. That's terrible. I mean, you think so? Yeah. I'm gonna just go with shitty drawers. Like um, the Browns are like a sharded up pair of tidy whities and a Texan is going to see that and go, ah, fucking ew, and therefore get defeated by the dirty undies. So I say the Browns will win. I mean, did well. Win. The uh, the sports bookers also thought the Browns would win. Talk However, man. the Texans won forty five to fourteen. Human fecal matter. Mm. I don't Did like you that. lose on that Snack. game, Jeff? No, I uh, I went four and zero this weekend. So oh damn, I had all, all right. the games. Kansas City, come down today though. Kansas City Queefs against the Miami Dolphins, the team you picked to win the Super Bowl or to go to the Super Bowl against the Minnesota Vikings. Well, in that case, I got to stick with the Dolphins defeating. A bunch of wet queefs. Sadly, the Dolphins were unable to swim properly in the negative 27 degree weather in Kansas City and lost 26 to 7. Shit. Damn it. I'm not good at this. Now now you have no Super Bowl winners. uh, Oh, really? They've all been, they've both been fucked up. Uh, They've, the Vikings didn't even make the playoffs. Stupid pussies. And the Dolphins have now been eliminated. Oh, so the playoffs are happening right now? They started on Saturday, yeah. So Jeff They are happening as we record. Is yeah, your team the, still alive, Jeff? No. The no, Giants? he's been out for a long time. He suck. Man. And the Eagles play tonight, which is why we're recording early. And yeah, Shuddy's wearing all of his Eagle gear. I kind of figured that the meeting we had to record early for was Big Dick Nick. Isn't that a guy? That is a guy. He did win us the Super Bowl in 2017, so hopefully you bringing him up is just going to be good karma. Uh, All right, next. The early game yesterday. Oh, yeah. Green Bay Fudge Packers. (laughs) Uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm getting a real Brokeback Mountain vibe over here with this lineup. (laughs) Yeah, you are. The Cowboys and the Fudge Packers. (laughs) You're right. Mm. Mad Brokeback vibes. I'm going to go with the Fudge Packers. I think... They they really won in the end with the Cowboys. You think they scored Soinks. more points on? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the Fudge Packers scored more. Yeah, I mean, it's a real fucking Ouroboros here of of logic. It's just a fucking snake eating its own tail because the Cowboys have to pack fudge in order to make their desires come true, and then they giz, and then they're done packing fudge. So. The act of packing fudge defeated them. Do you see? 
That I do. Sense. That checks out, uh, I guess. With with how many times you said fudge packing, though, it made me wonder if that's a term that's offensive nowadays. Um, in the wrong context, if you use that to be mean to a gay person, but the act of packing fudge is a penis going into a butt and compacting poop, and a man could do that to a woman. All right, so, so that's you, still you a heterosexual double, act. Doubled down on that instead of literal fudge packing. Okay. Oh, like with candy? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I had to think about butt stuff. <laughs> no, we're all uh, thinking dicks and asses. Yeah. Well, the Packers did pack more fudge. And yeah. even though the score says 48 to 32, it was not that close. Why? Yeah, it was a full scale ass whooping. It was a bloodbath until the last nine minutes of the game when the Packers just kind of let the Cowboys do whatever they wanted to chew out the clock. So Cowboys scored 16 points they shouldn't have. Whoa. All right. Uh, well, and then the final game of last night, of yeah, yesterday, yeah. is the Los Angeles Rams against the Detroit Lions. Mm. Fun fact, these two teams switched quarterbacks a few years ago. Ah, so the old wife swap. So the current quarterback of the Rams was drafted by the Lions, and the current quarterback of the Lions was drafted by the hmm. okay I'm not sure that helps me but I will Can't say hurt. the more you know Rams if they get a clean shot in can be pretty tough I mean they ram things that's how they got their name I'm guessing uh but I still think a lion would fuck up a ram so I'm gonna say the lions won damn O for two on Saturday, two and O on Sunday. Good job, Kevin. Eat that dick. And then, just a reminder, or not a reminder, because it was in the Easter egg, so nobody's heard it yet. Kevin picked the Bills and the Bucks for today's game. I did. And we should have teased, teased it. Stick around for the Easter egg for Kevin's picks on Monday. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, and. The four minutes left in the first quarter, the Buffalo Bills are up 14 to nothing on the Schittsburg Steelers. Oh, yeah. You see a great big fat person? <laughs> They're going to get fucking skinned. I'd fuck me. <laughs> that, was my, that was my first movie watch of 2024. Carl and I put on uh, Silence I of the Lambs. So you went 4-0 yesterday or this weekend, so you picked all the games properly. Yeah. Damn. I took the Steelers uh plus ten. Not looking good. You just bought yourself six six more months of employment, Jeff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Gonna extend my contract based on that. Thank God. Well I hope you bet heavily and cashed in on your selections. I did pretty well. Nice. I'm excited. I was able to overcome the loss that I took in golf because this fucking Swedish pussy. I'm actually <laughs> I have issues with the Swedes at this point between the Sir, the Sir Stroman and this fucking kid Ludwig Aberg puking all over himself in Hawaii. Wait, someone puked but, on themselves in a golf match? Tournament? No. Just, I think he's being more metaphorical. Oh, oh than gotcha, anything. gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, figuratively speaking. He just 
was probably the best player in the field and did not play like it and cost me money. Man. But well, I had a very good weekend otherwise, so I can't complain. Nice. Yeah, yeah. dude. Betting on golf. That that sucks. I I love it. It's like one of my favorite things to do. And I crushed it two seasons ago. Last year didn't do so well. Made a lot of money back towards the end, but still lost money. And this year, not going great. Yeah. But it's all exactly. Two- I've never looked into it. And uh, you know, a 20 second Google search would probably save me from asking a question that might get, but what are you betting on in golf? Are you betting on who wins the tournament and how is that easy to bet on? It's tough, or you, but, or are you betting on other factors in the game? Yeah. Is there fun stuff? Like, like somebody will have their ball land on a giant man's foot in the crowd. Like no, nah, you Gilmore? can't bet something like that. No. Um, I bet I bet guys to win, and then I'll bet them to finish like top five, top ten, top twenty, stuff like okay. that. All right, I'll bet so head-to-head you... matchups. Okay, so you're not. It's not just a one bet for per per even round of a tournament. It's there are other ways to do it other than betting just the straight winner. That was yeah. That's what's what I like most about golf betting is just in team sports, like you're really just betting like who's gonna win the game. Right. Like there's there's props and there's a bunch of other things you could do, but in golf, like you don't ever have to pick who wins the tournament to make money. Like that's the best part about it. The fact that if you just bet a bunch of top tens or top twenties and they come through, you can make money without picking a winner. I picked eight winners last season, which is really good. And despite that, I lost money. So I was probably not betting the correct amount. So I have to switch that up this year. Hopefully I do so, but it's been a struggle thus far. I'll tell you that. Well, uh, quick John Cooper update from since we last got together. Um, I don't know. Did I... Did I tell you guys I watched? I, I went in person with the editor. Oh no, I don't I think don't so because I, I think that happened on Wednesday. But I saw it all over social media. Yeah, I, I yeah, went. I, saw I went in in person and sat with the editor for the first time to just because we had in the previous couple passes just been giving lots of notes and it was more for big picture stuff. And the most recent cut was really close to where I wanted it other than a list of like 150 just tiny, just little needling things. and Is that literal? You want 150 edits? Around there, yeah. But it, it, it was nothing like big, like move this scene here. or It was all just like really tiny stuff. So I was like, let's, let's do this in person, and we'll just go through the list. And we were there for quite some time. It was a long day, but... It was it was really cool watching. So the the editor is working with Avid, um, and I think when I went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting in two thousand and six, even though I was going because I wanted to get into radio, um, they they make you do the whole gamut. So I had to do TV production training and stuff. And the one of the toughest things was the Avid class. It's so fucking involved. It's so hard to use. But watching this guy do it, you know, obviously the software was in a different place. What, 17, 18 years ago? Holy shit. Uh, 
it was so cool just like suggesting things to him and then watching the process of him fucking around with the timeline and using these macros and then just what I asked for just happens and I was like oh that the all these little fucking changes that were so just tiny and nitpicky but when we put the changes in and then watched that scene from start to finish the difference it made was massive and you know obviously once you get to the end of it and then he has to you know mix it down that's a really long process of mixing down the file in HD and takes a while so i got to rewatch it again the following day and this new cut i was just like oh oh my god here we fucking go that's that is a movie and i still have like six really teeny tiny notes from this last pass but i think once we get through that editing's done so that means picture locked right but then it goes then, off to color correction sound mixing oh. and then the the people we hired to do the score have to make a score for it oh um, shit so you're like halfway done no no it's so, th- this these next steps go a lot quicker how long is it going to be before you get Riza the the product to score it? Well, uh, that will not be happening. Um, wasn't able to get Riza. Wasn't able to get get um, Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor. But uh, I think I, I do have ideas for the score and examples of stuff that I kind of want to stay in a vein of. And I think this these composers are the right people to do it i think it'll be i think it'll work and um i finally was just like you know what i'm so proud of like so many scenes in this movie that i was like all right it's time to show this to the toughest critic i know which is carl (laughs) oh no the carl test yeah because i one of the many things that i love about carl is her Brutal honesty. I know I can always ask her a question and she'll shoot me straight and not give me, you know, the girlfriend answer of just like patting me on the head. Like, no, 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 everything is good. Like, I need honesty and I know I can go to her for that. So my question before you give us the real answer is, is there still talk of you guys moving in together? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So like, so she wasn't too hard. Not that she call this movie. So I showed her now she has a, now she has him looking for houses in the hills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're now we're now looking we're in a, our Zillow search has moved to Beverly Hills now. No, I I I sh- I only wanted to show her one scene. So I showed her the party scene which was it's kind of towards the end of the movie. It was the trickiest thing we had to shoot because it was an overnight. We had all of the main cast so we had, you know, the characters of Clint, Jessa, um, John Cooper, and Dubs, played by Dustin Ibarra. And we also had to have the entire crew and 18 to 20 background actors in an overnight shoot. So it was tricky. We had stunts. We had a stunt coordinator on hand. It was by far the most complicated and craziest shoot of the whole, the whole project. But it also had a lot of jokes and humor in it. 
So I, I was like, I think this is like a good representation of like one scene I can show and get her thoughts on it. And she laughed a ton of times. And I'm at the point where I know Carl's fake laugh when she's just humoring. And oh, baby, I didn't God hear it. Love. Now you, you just got a fart in front of her. <laughs> I did not hear the fake laugh. I heard sometimes when we're just like spending the weekend together, I'll be like in the kitchen doing dishes and she'll be watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine or something. And she has this laugh where like she knows she just witnessed something funny, but she's not going to full out belt out a laugh and she'll just go, ah! And I heard a couple of those and I'm like, okay, I've heard that laugh in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So I'm okay with it. And I've also, there was also like long laughs where something that happened really tickled her and she laughed for like into the next part of the scene. And I was like, all right, fuck yeah, I feel good about that one. And she she gave it the thumbs up. Girl. I was like, I was like, I asked her twice. Like, so the next day I was like, hey, I need you to be honest with me. Like, really, what did you think believe- about the scene I showed you? And she's like, I'm, um, she's like, it was really good. I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you. I'm not. I feel like she would have dumped you <laughs> if it sucked. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, she would have been like, you've been unemployed for the last six months for this. Yeah. Yeah. This she is, would. This is what you have this is what you have to show for it. Because <laughs> on it, like when when the first batch of auditions came in, I remember it because I got sent the email on the weekend and I woke up, checked my email, and I was like, oh shit. And I ran out in the living room, I got my laptop, I brought it back into bed, I'm like, we're gonna watch some of these auditions. And we watched a couple, and she she hit me with this fucking brutal honesty that, like, almost sent me into a panic attack. She was like, why didn't you pick, like, funny lines for them to read in these auditions? Oof. And in my head, I was like, these were funny lines. But it's it's also tough because when you're watching auditions, it's somebody just, like, sitting in their kitchen – they're usually filmed on a, a phone and their scene partner is like their significant other or something. So you have one person who's kind of like nervous, hasn't found really found the character yet, delivering lines, bouncing them off somebody off camera who's not an actor. So they, they are mm-hmm. rough. But just her being like, why didn't you pick funny dialogue, moments of funny dialogue for this? When I did, in my mind, I was like, oh shit. This could be bad. Um, so she's not, not good initial feedback. She's not one to fucking blow smoke up my ass and just pat me on the head. Like she will shoot me straight. And Carl, that, that it passed the Carl test. I was like, okay, Carl's a tough fucking critic. And I know like MSPH sense of humor is not necessarily her sense of humor. And if you watch this movie, it is very in line with MSPH. It's very infantile. It's dirty. It's raunchy. There's sex jokes. And it fucking passed the Carl test. So I'm I'm excited about this. That like really got Carl. me pumped up. Uh, so, and we're actually filming one last scene on Wednesday. So I'm... This seemed like a sure thing last month. Or maybe it, maybe it was even in November when we took a shot at this. And um, this person had a pet die 
the night before we were about to shoot. And they were like, look, I can come, I can come do it, but I'm in a really bad place right now and kind of just want to grieve with my family. And I was like, yeah, I'm not a fucking monster. I'm not going to ask you to come shoot scenes when your like dog of 15 years just died. I was like, that's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, yeah, take, take, take the time off. We will, we'll try and find this another day. And if we can't make it happen, it doesn't happen. And it looks like it's rescheduled now for, for Wednesday. So got one more talking head. Don't think I'm going to announce it just yet, but a well-established comedian who's acted in tons and tons of things, somebody you will definitely recognize. And I'm very pumped to include this person. I think when people, when we go to sell it, and we're like, hey, who's in it? And um, we're just like, well, uh, there's a couple uh, up-and-comers, but we also have Dustin Ibarra, Doug Benson, Rob Corddry, and this person. Chevy Chase. Hmm. Now that would be a land. Yeah. That would be a get. Yeah. Uh, Sadly, no, it is not Chevy Chase, but somebody you will still be pumped about. I mean, I guess I can just text you guys who it is. Um, So. Cool. I'll read it. Hold on. I think we're still from, I just, I was texting with one of the producers today. We're still looking to be finished and looking for a buyer early March. So less than two months, and this thing should be done, done, done. So then a premiere wouldn't happen until it's sold, correct? No, we like might. You're not going to. We might sorry. rent out a theater to just do a showing for cast, crew, and friends and stuff. When it's done. I have to, I have to um, fully flesh out the logistics of that, and obviously, but. So it might happen in March. Sweet. Uh, I do have some movie, other movie news if you're done with John Cooper updates. Yeah. What do you got? I mean, you guys brace yourselves. The script for Top Gun 3 is being written currently. Oh, yeah. Eat that daddy dick. We uh, covered it at Outkick. It was it was a big big hero spy, you know, featured up there. Really, or, uh, they weren't they weren't or, angry that Top Gun is woke or anything. <laughs> oh no, there are, no, there, are there are women ideas. in the, there are women in the movie. That's they came up with ideas woke. that'll definitely not work. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're babes. It's all good. Um, came up with the idea of attacking China for trying to take Taiwan. It's like, dude, like that's. They don't they leave the enemy names vague in yep. time with Top Gun one and two so yeah. specifically so Tom Cruise can sell it everywhere. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna like, cut off the second or biggest market in the world. I mean, <laughs> I say just just make the bad guy Canada. No one will get bummed about that. Oh, that would be fucking wonderful. But we have to like bullshit their air force because come on. It can't be that good. Right, it's like you gotta make Canada look like badasses, kind of like the fucking Mighty Ducks <laughs> Iceland hockey team. Like, get the fuck out of here! We're not chirping about Iceland, but I don't know. That's 
Yeah, I'm excited about Top Gun 3. I, I got into a back and forth with my lady about it because she never saw Top Gun and is like anti-Tom Cruise. The back and forth was back and forth was actually more of a fight. It was one of our first fights because I'm not listening to the Tom Cruise slander. House Clark is a we are fans of Tom Cruise. We're uh, House Clark is pro Tom Cruise. We're actually and, all joining Scientology. I mentioned is that, this is that what her take against him of is? course of course so I went right just it's like well in America here we allow religious freedom and if he wants to practice Scientology that's that's on him and she got into the whole like scandalous process like, Listen, I don't have time to argue with you about Scientology I'm talking about Tom Cruise here um, anyways I um <clears throat> I was saying to her, and I mentioned this when we when we when we um, reviewed Top Gun Two. It's like that was like I don't say this very often, but that's legitimately like a movie you have to see in the theater. Like it was a fucking like great theater experience. Yeah, because my mom so, shares the similar a similar Tom Cruise view as your lady. But yes. being that yeah, I was like, about it. I was like, I really want to see this. I got to talk about it on the show. Uh, she she went and saw it, and then she was like, Yeah, that movie was awesome. She came out of Top Gun Maverick and was like, yeah, that fucking ruled. Oh, because it did fucking rule. Yeah. And, and Helen is a woman of taste, so it makes sense that she would come to that conclusion. Me and Helen got into some beef on uh, at Korean barbecue over this. Yeah. But Jeff's ready to burn all bridges for, for Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. I care a lot more about Tom Cruise than he does for me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> But what's right is right. Well, speaking of movies, I went to the cinema last night and saw a new one. The first release of 2024 that I have seen. Mean Girls. The Baykeeper. Did you? Oh, okay. Stifle. That's what I was. Stifle. That was going to be my first real guess. Uh, what did you say? What did you see? The, the Beekeeper. Oh, nice. Yeah, have you seen the promos Stay for him? that? Oh yeah. I have not seen any promo for it. I love the the AMC theaters description of the movie. I'm like, it sounds like every other Jason Statham movie. I'm yeah. I'm in. It's, a plot of vengeance leads to him being a former secret military operative. Okay, I don't need to know anymore. That sounds like a recipe for fun. Yeah, they they get into it quick. He, I was just like laughing because. I mean, the the promo for it, like the trailer is so corny. But, I mean, Statham whipping guys' ass is always fun. No matter how stupid the movie, I love watching him whip people's asses. And he fucks people up. Lots of them. So I was like, yep, this looks very, very stupid. Clearly, the beekeeper is what his secret government agency was, and he's a beekeeper. And then the movie starts, and I'm, and he's literally keeping bees. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he... Joined an organization called the Beekeepers and then became an actual beekeeper. And the whole thing is Mrs. Huxtable, he's like friends with her, but they never truly explain their friendship. And she immediately falls for a phishing scam, gets all of her retirement funds taken, and the charity that she runs for children, they wipe that out too. And then she just shoots herself. Like it's literally her being like, the the fishing thing pops up. She calls the company, and this is all in the trailer. Um, and she's just like, 
oh. And then she sees all of her accounts go to zero, and she's like, oh, oh. And then it's immediately the next scene, like, bullet casing on the ground. Stoifem walks in, and it's like, oh, okay. They are just really in a hurry to get past this bullshit just so he can start whipping ass. So he uses his connections to find the organization doing these, like, scams of tricking old people and fucks them all up. And when Statham is fucking people up, it is very fun. Like the the fight choreography and all those all those action scenes are really well done. He gets some, you know, somewhat decent, gruesome kills in here and there, which is fun. But the script, like the dialogue, is just oh, no fucking way did they just say that? You have got to be shitting me! Like facepalm after facepalm after facepalm, just dumb, dumb, dumb. The twists and turns that this story takes. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? The ending. Just fucking what? Uh, preposterous. Utterly fucking preposterous. Just so silly. Um, and, you know, sometimes it can go either way with me. Sometimes I'm just fully leaning into the silliness like, fuck yeah. Let's let's just fucking go for it. But this this had the silliness and preposterous. Like- Jason Momoa in the last Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. I mean, we're even going back to the 80s with how silly some of this shit got. Well, no, but what I'm saying is like that was that was one that was a lot of fun and real easy to lean into, but was fucking preposterous as fuck. Yeah. I think I gave Fast X like two dicks. I can give the beekeeper three dicks, and that's kind of being generous, but that's just how fun the action is. And it's quick, too. It's a tight runtime. You know, it doesn't wear out its welcome. There's some very, very silly characters in it. Uh, but yeah, it's just... There's these two FBI characters that are also trying to hunt down Stoifem. And they are terrible. Like, the characters are abysmal. They don't work. They're clearly there to kind of be a bit of comic relief. But every time there was a moment that was intended to be funny, we saw it in a packed theater, and it was fucking crickets. But there were many moments that were not meant to be funny that got huge laughs. (laughs) So if that's your jam, you will be into it. And also, if you're just like, I just want a fucking dumb, brainless action movie, this will scratch that itch. The action's awesome. It's very fun. But it's also very, very stupid. And... I can't, with a straight face, suck more than three beekeeper dicks. Uh, the top popular review on Letterboxd for this movie uh, says that uh, Jason Statham only has about 12 lines in the entire movie, and that one of them is, I'd like to thank you for putting up with me and my bees. <laughs> Yeah, there is there is definitely some shit like that. And he is he's a very John Wicky type character, you know? He was a retired ass kicker. And you know, there there are the bad guys who when they hear like who's on their tail are like, "Oh, it's a beekeeper? Oh, well we're fucked." And then other people are like, "What the hell's a beekeeper, man? What the fuck? I'm not scared <laughs> of a fucking beekeeper. Oh, not this beekeeper. He will kill you." 
And he doesn't. He is very John Wicky in a way where the, he he doesn't get a ton of dialogue and Wicky Wicky. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's just like you know he's he's a hornet's nest. Pardon the pun. Like he's fine until somebody agitates him and he gets fucking agitated and he just goes on a fucking killing spree. But impossibly silly. Just so fucking ridiculous. This this review also says that it has doesn't have even a degree of narrative integrity and it doesn't oh, no. need it and that uh what the movie does have courtesy of the upwardly mobile script is a rickety is a rickety ladder that it climbs from comically low stakes up to the highest levels of power yeah when when you find out just how far this movie goes and then the way it gets resolved you're just like yeah, um, I don't know how a script like this made it as far as Statham's eyes because I feel like it, it was it was very like Michael Scott threat level midnight, like just so silly you you just can't help but slap yourself in the head and laugh at it. Uh, but I don't know. It's I I I was waiting outside the theater door when people were clearing out. And it was a lot of old people, a lot of older people went and saw that movie and they walking out and I heard the overheard this conversation of this guy being like, that was great. And then this older woman with him was like, yeah, I loved how original it was. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> come on. So derivative. I don't know. Did you guys uh, manage to see anything? No, I was thinking about going to see The Beekeeper this weekend, but ended up not. Yeah, there's still stuff I want to check out. Like, I want to see Ferrari. I want to see Iron Claw. But I feel like they might have to wait until whatever streamer they pop up on for me to see those. Uh, Because next week, I am 100% going to see ISS. Oh, yeah. That one that you were pumped about, Yeah, that's going to be my... Yeah, it's going to be my Tuesday movie, I think. Or I'm going to go on Tuesday with my brothers. It's going to be fucking sick, dude. Yeah, it's already got like uh, early good reviews. It's, um, I think it's only like an hour and 30 minutes. So it's like a short lean runtime. Hell yeah. By the way, current, yeah, current John Cooper runtime. I forgot to mention that. Hour and 38 without credits. With the additional scenes we're shooting on Wednesday, it's just four extra lines. So shouldn't push us past the hour 40 threshold so it's kind of what we were aiming for nice and toit oh no good shit kevin iss is i know this doesn't matter to you jeff but the iss rotten tomato score was at 93 it's now at 78 imdb it's at 5.3 Ooh. huh well fuck them I'm still excited. Should be sick. Yeah. I agree. At least a good 3.1 on Letterboxd. Yeah. Letterboxd likes, you know, movies about cows, silent films. ISS is more our speed. Okay, well, let's see here. Take my breath away. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Okay, let's wrap things up with a quick 
revisit too. Voicemails, yay! I know last week we ran out of time, and somebody had a very, very important question for us. So, let me find where you left. Oh, here we go, here we go. Oh, let's also, fuck, I wonder if this will actually play, or if I'm going to have to hold the fucking iPad up again. Hey, boys. Uh, this is Adam from Texas. I've uh, been a Sounds good. for a couple of years now. First off, you guys are awesome. I uh, love listening to you and want to get back on Patreon again. But beside the point, I have a random brain question that uh, can help a call in, and hopefully this makes it to y'all by – it might be by Halloween at this point. Um, anyways. <laughs> nope, didn't even make New Year's. Oh, no. By Halloween at this point. Um, anyways, what's a candy that you liked as a kid but don't like anymore? I was, I would go cracked out over Smarties as a kid, and now it's just kind of a not really interested candy. Thinking if you guys have the same thing or not. Give up the good work. See ya. Yeah, think of like a candy. I never really was into Smarties. Like I I've hated never been it. into Smarties or sweet tarts at all. Ooh, I I was. I, I think my disdain for Peeps have grown every year since I've been five. But I I'm know. also less of a Peeps fan than I was as a child. But I wouldn't say I dislike them. I just don't eat them. Yeah, I'm I guess it's affected by other incidents, but I <laughs> when I was 5, I've told this story before. I drank an entire bottle of Cinnamon Plax mouthwash while watching Back to the Future because I was pretending to be a grown-up like Marty McFly and imagine that I was drinking a bottle of liquor with him. Fucking, I don't know, beats me, but I did it. And ever since then, I cannot stand the flavor of artificial cinnamon. So, like, Red Hots, cinnamon gum, any of that hot shit. Hot tamales. Yeah, hot tamales. Can't fucking do it. it I'll, I'll be like, it'll be like when Shuddy Boy tricked me and made me fucking drink SoCo back in Bethlehem. Well, that, that'll be Kevin's Oscar punishment. No, no cow urine for him. He's just got to eat a whole basket of cinnamon-flavored candies. Honestly, I'd rather drink the cow piss. <laughs> I knew you would say that. That's why we're switching. Well, plus the it'll be funnier for you. I think I think the Puminati, even though they like know how much I hate artificial cinnamon, would still rather watch me drink a goblet of cow piss. No, I'm with you on that. Actually, I actually uh, I just rem- uh, remembered something. Last night we ate burritos from this uh we got burritos and 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 quesadillas from this taco truck and bill's girlfriend got pickled onions a bag of pickled onions um and i was i had a couple of them but there was also a pickled habanero in there that i didn't see so i ate some habanero and it fucked my night up I was dying. I didn't eat any of them. I didn't eat the left uh, the rest of my Mexican after that. I was just on fire. Ah! 
had to get, get the Trader Joe's chalk the milk and just sit it next to me for like 10 minutes. Ow! <laughs> so, I had, had a brush with death last night, guys. Nice. Glad you pulled through. Have you pooped since? Yeah. Have you had fire poop? I haven't, no. Hmm. Nice. Score. Yeah, I don't... I, I I have a reverse thing. I had candies that I couldn't stomach as a kid that I can eat now. Like uh, it's kind of a deep cut. But have you ever heard of the score bars? Yes, they're like in black fancy wrapping. S K O R. Yeah, yeah. I bit into one of those as a kid and barfed, and I don't know why. And it like they're fucked pretty me good up. though. I thought right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it was, but something about it. I bit into it, chewed a couple times, and it literally made me throw up. And I was like, I will never eat one of those again. Chocolate toffee bar. I like toffee. Yeah. And I've I've eaten it as an adult. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I don't know why that made me vomit as a child, but it did. So I've kind of like been more accepting of candy as I've gotten older. To answer the the caller's question, Oni, I guess he has a follow-up. This is a quick one. Hey, boys. It's me again. Uh, I wanted to add one more thing onto the candy you liked as a kid but aren't so hot on now. Shuddy, uh, boogers don't count because uh, Uh. nobody manufactures them except for you. I just wanted to throw that caveat out there. Uh, Actually, everyone manufactures them. (laughs) Yeah, of course he had to get a booger shot in on you, Shuddy. And there is an actual candy that uh, is a box of sour boogers. Oh yeah, we saw those at the uh, that meth market we went to in Pennsylvania. Yes, the Quaker Town Meth Market. Yeah, that's what it's called. That's what they should change their name to. It's the <laughs> Quaker Town Farmers Market. <laughs> uh, well. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you need more MSPH, please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Hour. We just brought back Dragon Ball Queef. Jeff and I watched the first episode of a brand new anime that I guess is going episode by episode on Netflix called Delicious in Dungeon. It's kind of like Food Wars, except these people that are in a D&D style dungeon kill monsters and then have to cook and season them. Because they can't afford food. So uh, if you want to hear Jeff give basically a book report on weird-ass anime, you will enjoy Dragon Ball Queef. Which, by the way, good call on Blue-Eyed Samurai. Oh, did you watch Uh, it? Yeah, we have a couple more episodes left. It's fucking sick, Uh, isn't it? Very good. Did either of you watch Echo? No. No. Uh, Kevin, I think you would enjoy it. It's a lot more violent than the more recent Marvel TV stuff has been. Yeah, that's what I hear. I want to check it out. It's just not currently a priority. We did, uh, Carl and I did finish Blue Eye Samurai this weekend and fucking strong. It is awesome. So it, Echo is a really, a real quick watch. They're like, it's five thirty five minute episodes. Yeah, I saw, which is, it's nice that they're, they're reducing so. their, their shit. Cause like, sometimes if it's a shitty series, I don't want to stick around for 10 hour long episodes. 
I thought the way that Loki season two ended was boring as fuck. Oh, hot take. I fucking loved it. I was just so over it uh, by the time it ended. Well, you know what? I'm not over, despite the anal thrashing I receive week to week, is Queef or No Queef, our Deal or No Deal watch along Patreon show, where this season I am getting eviscerated it is merciless so if you enjoy bad things happening to me you'll also definitely want to sign up for the patreon and then the five dollar tier gets you an extra bonus episode every week so patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour it helps keep this ship going and it supports the homies so please check it out if you can and if you'd like to see these episodes instead of just listening to them youtube.com slash mad scientist party hour we've got the full episodes minus the easter eggs those are audio podcast exclusives and if you would like to follow us on instagram i am at kevin craft at shuddy boy at jeff for records and at msph podcast and at john cooper movie if you haven't followed that last one yet please check it out i want to try and get it over the 2000 follower hump before we start shopping around for a seller I think if they see a, a little indie film that's not out yet and already has passed the, the 2,000 follower mark, that will go a long way. And let's see. what else. Uh, Sports stuff. Jeff seems to be on a roll. So get his picks. Outkick bets with Jeff Clark. Yeah. NFL division around this week. Um, golf on the website. Not so much the podcast, but listen to Outkick bets for the remainder of the NFL 2024 postseason coverage. Yeah, yeah. All right, everybody, thanks again for listening. But until next time, something. Smoke some fucking poop. Okay. Where, where, where? I do believe this is going to work. Let's see. Ooh. I need my uh my crazy pills. Shit. Oh shit. Greetings, ball lickers. Hello, friends. You both sound a little far away. Oh, well, I'm not. The Yeti's not plugged in. I'm just AirPodding it. See if I yeah, can. I was in the AirPods, too. How is that? There you go. Do I sound all right as well? Yeah. I think I might need to boost you guys a little bit. I think you were... I don't know what's up with this presonus. Like, I never touch it, and then sometimes you guys are, like, super quiet on the mix. Help! Can you make another random noise? I gotta see which things you guys are on. I think I found it. All right. We'll talk about it once the well, I'll wait for it. Tell the Swinton to come back. <laughs>
Got him. Hildy. Uh, we'll talk about it more on the main episode or in detail on the main episode, but we've got to keep this uh, show as straight-laced as possible uh, because I am not able to laugh without severe pain. Oh. Oh, no. I think I know what happened. All right, Jeff, time to pull out the big guns. Mispronounce everything. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, I'm going <laughs> to give you guys my quick breakdown of favorite, my favorite mammals. <laughs> let's, start with, let's start with snakes. <laughs> Probably the most dangerous <laughs> mammal out there. Fucking asshole. <laughs> and you got your turtles. They're cute mammals. You dickheads. All right. We'll, we'll chill. No laughter. It's not fucking funny. Quit it, Kevin. Yeah. I'll just talk about the video games that I'm playing for an hour and a half. <laughs> Isn't that what you guys usually do anyways? Well, we Jeff and I have a bunch of football to cover. I mean, we could even... Jeff, you know what we should do? We should turn this into uh, a Puminati cast of the 430 game. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. You have Paramount Plus, don't you, Kevin? No. I do not. I thought you did. I had a... Pretty good. It's got all the uh, Mission Impossibles. I had a trial of it, but it expired. And it's got original South Park content, dude. And original Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, I know. Paramount Plus kind of pulls its weight. All the Showtime stuff is on Paramount Plus now, too, because Showtime streaming service shut down. Yep. So, wait, Billions is on Paramount? Yes, sir. Actually, it's worth a watch. It's fucking great. Did it get, is is it getting like weaker down the stretch, like most Showtime shows? I, I, no. So, what I don't think so, because in one of the, the main character played by Damian Lewis, he is written off the show. For a little while and then comes back with a vengeance. So oh, shit. Okay. Like he goes into hiding and then he comes back, which I didn't expect. It you know, Maggie Siff and Paul Giamatti carry that show. Yeah, Jimmy Mine's supposed to be awesome about uh, on that. He is. He's fucking rad, and it's not a spoiler or anything. Because it happens, you see it in the first episode that he uh, likes to be dominated by like dominatrix dominatrixes. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. <clears throat> I mean, are they naked while they do it? Jeff C. Tit or Jeff C. No Tit? Jeff C. No Tit. 
What? Not all of them. No, no, there's tits in there's tits okay. in the show. There's tits in the show. Just not in that particular episode. Not, not in the dominatrix is is dressed scantily, but she is dressed. I feel like that's always the case with tit. dominatrixes. You don't see nip, but you do see tit, I guess, is Ooh. Nice little side boob action. Oh, I could stroke to that. Fuck. Gotta take my oh, crazy yeah. pills. I've beat up to some side boobs before. I mean, we were all teenagers once, and we didn't have, really have the internet back then. We've all jerked off to side boob. Uh, I remember uh, there was static, one static boob. There was one particular uh, racy picture of Rene Russo in the back of an Entertainment Weekly around the time of the la- of Lethal Weapon 4. Is that the one that she was in? Uh, that that got some work, that put some work in for me. <laughs> Give me some paper cuts on my dick. Rene Russo was in the third and fourth Lethal Weapons, right? Sometimes I jack off to my own side boob. I think you meant jerk off on his own side boob. Too far, guys. Too far. Sometimes I titty fuck my own side boob while looking at my ass in the mirror. (laughs) I wish I had that much dick. Not that much boob. I am glad I was silent during that, Kevin. Please make note. <laughs> oh, come on. Isn't micro grundle good enough? You don't have to give me on that one, too. <laughs> okay. What are, what are we, uh, here. All right. We've got a. A decent I hope amount no of context. MSPH gets a hold of that one too. Yeah, I feel like no context. MSPH disappears disappears for like stretches of time, and then just comes back out of nowhere with a vengeance. And at that point, right. I'm just like, when the fuck did somebody say that? Holy shit! Eat that, daddy. One of my favorite Twitter accounts going. Dude, one one of the fucking writers at, at Outkick got community noted in like an epic way. Did, did I share this with you guys? I think so. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it was good. He went viral, and to his credit, he didn't delete it, and he tried to like lean into it. He even got into like an argument with like Keith Oberman about it, even though <laughs> he's he's completely in the wrong, and I mean, Keith Oberman's a Huge fucking clown, but regardless, um, my coworker was not in the right. But the uh, Buffalo Bills had to postpone their their Sunday football game because of like extreme weather conditions, which is saying a lot for Buffalo. Like they had, hey. I think they had fifty mile per hour wind gusts, and like 
outdoors in Buffalo this weekend, it felt like negative 30. Well, like, there's, you, there's this. <laughs> is that what they're doing now? Uh, uh, I mean, I have the game on yeah. uh, in the, and that's just what they were showing. So that could have been earlier today. I know around noon, the seats were still covered in snow. Yeah, they had people, they paid fans $20 an hour to help shovel out the stadium. Whoa. Um, but they can fans? only really, yeah, they can only really do like the stairs and like the other parts of like the stadium, but like they left it up to the seat holders to like clear the snow out themselves and they get to the stadium. Man. And it's fucking crazy. I mean, times it are hard for the like, NFL. I mean, they're they're hardly making any money. I know they're such cheap fucks. Like, hey, risk your risk your life, drive to the stadium. We'll give you twenty dollars an hour and well, free they, chicken wings. So yeah, that's I, I did see the thing that it was twenty dollars an hour with with breaks, drinks, and food in warm areas. Yeah, that is not good enough. I was I was saying on the editorial call today. I'm pretty sure. My father made more money shoveling out neighbors in the 92 blizzard. So what's that? Quick math. 22 years ago. Maybe Um, maybe 21, depending on the time. They should have given them tickets to the game, too. Absolutely. But anyway, so this guy... This writer who's like this like military hardo guy at our at our website tweeted out in response to them canceling the game, tweeted out, did they did they cancel D-Day because of some weather? I, I saw it. And then the community note pretty much was like, Yeah, they did actually. They actually <laughs> did. <laughs> but the did they cancel it when it got ever. rescheduled and the weather was better? No, so still right. <laughs> and like one of the they, replies, they didn't postpone it a second time. Here, this is what don't people ever Google things like right now? Holy shit! Yeah, it's a nightmare. Psychotic. But uh, but one of the replies was fucking. Uh, there was a whole bunch of awesome replies. One of them was like, if he'd watched the first couple of episodes of Band of Brothers, and he would have seen this. And Band of Brothers is this guy's favorite fucking thing ever. Oh man! <laughs> like it never Band hurts if you're gonna if you're gonna be like show. if you're gonna be a fucking Weisenheimer on the internet. Like sometimes it pays to just delay your tweet by twenty seconds and do a quick Google. Like, am I about to step? Am I about to like fuck my ass in front of the entire world? Yeah, it was fucking. It was fucking awesome. And he's all like, he was all like talking about the editorial calls. Like, do you guys really think that 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 was serious? That I wasn't kidding about that? Um, Come on, you can't do that. That was literally right before like the the host just ended the meeting. But that was like the last thing that he said, (laughs) and. uh, I would say no. I I don't think you were kidding. <laughs> I love that. that like I a, hate a that excuse. Like, oh, don't you guys know what jokes are? It's like we do. You clearly don't. 
No, yeah. you were you were joking about comparing the World War II to the NFL. That's that was the joke, but you didn't know that they delayed D Day. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, poor guy. I really like him. He's a nice dude, but fuck, he just stuck his foot in his own mouth in or an epic way. His own ass. It's probably a better way of putting it. Oh, More MSPH like style putting it. Oh, mama. Fucking All right, Kevin, who's your, down who's, my your door. Pick? who's your pick today? The hell's going on? The uh, Buffalo Bills or Pittsburgh Steelers? Buffalo Bills, won't you who come out gonna, tonight? Who, who are you going to piss off, T-Bone or Blaine? Well, I mean, a Steeler, you know, someone who just runs around stealing shit, I think Buffalo Bill well, is a pretty gnarly serial killer, and he would beat a shoplifter. So I go with Buffalo Bill. Okay, well, the Buffalo uh, Bills were named after the cowboy Buffalo Bill, who Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs was also named after. Uh, I don't and know. Steelers, I heard. I heard he was named. They were named after the guy that tucked his dick and did the dance. And and the steel. Steelers are named because of all the steel factories in Pittsburgh. So, well, shouldn't they just be called the factoryers? You know, this is preposterous. I stand by my my selection. All right, and then what about analysis. what about the uh, <laughs> take the that to me against the Buccaneers later tonight? Hmm. Well, you know, I think we'll a pirate. The a pirate would be able to beat up an eagle, so I think the pirates are going to win. How fucking dare you. Sorry, Shuddy. You did that on purpose. You can't handle the truth. Um, I want to play a game and see if you can guess the winners of the games that were already played. All right. You want to do that on the show? Yeah, we can do that on the show. All right. Let's, uh... This is the bike who got me on the penis, people. Penis people. Get your hand off my penis! Get your hands off me! Hands off me! And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? All right, sir. Turn around. You're under arrest. I'm under what? (laughs) The fucking best, like, hypothetical question ever. Like, I'm under what? Uh, Arrest, sir. That is what you are under. Arrest. What? What is the charge? He's like like a Sunday morning cartoon's bane. What is the charge? Easy like Sunday morning. I could fucking go through concrete right now. You have me so hard. All right. Sounds like Shuddy Boy's chomping at the bits. Can I have record permission? Permission. Damn, that was a long Easter egg. Recording in progress. All right. I'm ready to roll if you guys are. And... And now I've made it so you can both share your screens if you so choose. Boing, 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 boing.
I'm ready. Los Angeles, California, we are the Mad Scientist Party Hour.